What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I just enter TikToks all the time, and you know we talk about like sending TikToks is a love language. It, it truly it is. It's just added, like making music playlists um, to the love languages. <laughs> Text just email Gary yeah, Chapman like, real quick and just tell him. We don't have to update these, and I think there needs to be a fifth. What is it? Fifth or sixth? Whatever it is, sixth, sixth one. Um, and it just purely be sending TikToks, sending and or receiving TikToks. <laughs> Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm the one who lives on the East Coast. And I'm Emily, and I'm the one who lives on the Best Coast, aka the West Coast. Okay, well, that took a turn. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. (laughs) So I debated if we really wanted to talk about what we were going to talk about in this episode, or if we should just do a whole discourse as to why Jake Gyllenhaal sucks. Because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you're listening, the Red album's out now, and we're recording the day of the release, and it is just, I am, I might be okay, but I'm not fine at all. Like, like that's how I just put my emotions right now. <laughs> yeah, she literally wrecked me on my way to the office this morning. Um, specifically, the line in All Too Well, where the she says- version? Yes, where she says, um, but then he watched me watch the front door all night willing you to come. And he said it's supposed to be fun turning Turning 21. 21. And I was like, now 22 makes sense. I know. And then like, if you think about it on the track list, like that's why 22 follows all too well. Yes. On the track list. Oh my God. Because I always thought it was so ironic how I'm like, we go from like such a sad song to like one of the happiest songs she's ever written. Yeah. And God, like he, yeah. he, he literally ruined her 21st birthday. How do you yeah. ruin a 21st birthday? So my one, my favorite line is hands down. You kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. I yes. Was, I like, heard I, that. And I was like, Oh, I knew that feeling all too well myself, but my mom had no idea about all of this. I texted her the song this morning. She was listening to it. And, <laughs> She, I was, she was like, good morning. And I said, not for Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> She's like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, what? And I sent her the 10 minute version. She was like, so she was 21 when they dated. How old was he? And I said, 30. And she said, he basically took advantage of her. I'm like, yep, he sucks. And she was like, uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, he didn't even show up for her 21st birthday. And she was like, are you serious? And I said, like, yeah, go listen to the moment I knew. That's all about how he didn't come mm-hmm. to her birthday. He stood her up. She was like, oh my God, why is this man still alive? <laughs> It's like he better he keep his door sucks. closed and his windows closed today. I know. And like the thing about uh there's one line in it where she says, um, all of your lovers I I, I grow I get older, but all your lovers stay the same age. Mm-hmm. And his current girlfriend's twenty five years old. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-mm. John Mayer is quaking in his boots right now. He's like, I He's don't even, terrified. I don't, I don't want to do this. Please. He's terrified please. for speak now. He is terrified for speak now. But 
Oh my god! What has have you listened to the entire thing, including the vault tracks? No, I okay. um I had I had to see a client this morning, which I don't normally see clients on Fridays. So and then I went and got my nails done, and obviously I got them painted red for literally red season. Um, we love it. it. Was, we love it. Was, to see it. it was a moment. Um, my nail <laughs> tech was close what do you? To, it's yeah. close to the red that's on the album. <laughs> She was like, what do you want? I was like, I need a red. Um, I've been wanting a red. And also Taylor Swift dropped a red today. And then I had to explain to her the entire red (laughs) situation. Um, So, yeah. um, I have only listened to um, All Too Well because it literally was my entire drive to work. Yeah. Um, And then I listened to... It just keeps going. I listened to... I've been listening to the vault ones because I already... Like, I'm going to go back and listen, but I wanted to listen to those. But you have listened to the vault ones. Well, I've only listened to... um, Oh, what are they called? Um, Better Man, Babe, and then the one in between. Okay. The Needing something. Okay. Uh, I don't know all the names yet. Um, So... Nothing new with Phoebe. So that was so good. I have been, I've been delaying that one because you know I love me some Phoebe Mm -hmm. Bridgers. I've been delaying that one. But go listen to the one she did with Chris Stapleton. Oh my God, I I love Chris Stapleton. I was so interested. I was like, oh my God, she, okay, she got a country artist. I really wanted to hope, I was like hoping she would go back to some country roots. She did. She, like, it's a very country song. She went back to her country roots for this song. There was a little country in Babe too, because that's the one that she wrote for Sugarland. Her version of Better Man, so good. Who so was good. was that written for somebody else? Um, Little Big Town. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, yeah. So, so I like that she um, gave us her version because she yeah. wrote both I of didn't those. Know. Okay, I did not know those were mm-hmm. other people. And then Babe, she wrote for Sugarland for Jennifer Nettles. Um, okay, and you know Jennifer Nettles is super country. Yeah, um, she's so good. My my mom's friend is actually her drummer, um, so she's fabulous. But. I like Taylor's version. It's cool to hear what Taylor envisioned when she yeah. like, gave oh, them no, these I songs. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I, I always say, like, if Taylor was not an entertainer, she would be the highest paid songwriter like, in industry. No 100%. doubt. 100%. She is such a good songwriter. Like, you, I don't think a lot of people realize how many songs she writes for do. other people. Yeah. Now they like, realize. She, I would kill. Like, there's just so, there's so many artists I would kill to see her, like, write songs for and mm-hmm. just see what she can do. I would love to see her write a song for Selena Gomez. I would love to, see, like... They need I, to do something together. I, I feel like it's coming. Yeah, I hope it is. Because I think that that would be such a good song. Um, but I bet you think about me with Chris Stapleton. It's so good. Like, it I can't is wait to fucking, listen to it. It is a dig at Jake Gyllenhaal. I was yes. like, God, she is not letting this man rest at all. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh God, it's so good. Like, um, like there's one line. It's like I, I I'm. Oh, I gotta look up the lyrics. Hold on, let me look up the lyrics real quick because it's it's worth it's worth it. <laughs> yes, but the all too well. I'm so I, the video is coming out today. I'm so excited to see the video. She said she would not have done it if Sadie Sink was not in it, which I think is super interesting. And the age difference between Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien are the same age difference between her and Jake Gyllenhaal. And when you think about it in this context, like nowadays, it's so fucking creepy. Like true. Dylan O'Brien's like 30 years old and Sadie Sink's 19. And Sadie, but Sadie Sink looks like such like a child. But if you think about it, when you look back, like Taylor Swift looked just as young, mm-hmm. like, Taylor Swift was, like, 20, 21. That was a little bit older and everything than Sadie. But still, like, the age difference is so fucking creepy. Yeah. So the lyric and so the lyric that I loved, and I bet you think about me, is it turned out that I'm harder to forget than I was to leave. Yeah, I bet you think about me. 
Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Chris So like Stapleton's, I left, but you still can't forget about me. And like, Chris Stapleton's voice is just so They work good. so well together. Yes. He doesn't I don't believe he gets as much solo parts in it. Uh but they, the harmonies that they do together, mm-hmm. really, really good. You can still hear his voice and it stands out mm-hmm. really, really well. He's so, so talented. I went to one of his concerts that I ended up getting a migraine and getting sick at and had to leave. But he's really, really good. But there's so many songs, like in this one and there's other ones I'm noticing. Like I'm looking back to like Lover soundtrack, to, like the Lover sounds as well. Like there's so many times she references in Red about how Jake Gyllenhaal didn't think she was funny. Yeah. Like never thought she was funny. And now like in like, I think in Lover and I think in also Folklore, she talks about how like he didn't think I was funny, but you do. Mm-hmm. Like referencing that Joe thinks that she's funny. And I can just see like, I can just see Jake Gyllenhaal being that kind of guy where it's like she makes a joke and he just like rolls his eyes. Like it's right. just very patronizing about it. And mm-hmm. oh God, it makes me hate him even more. <laughs> yeah, I got some beef and... I'm just proud he of her. He just had a film like, come out. He I just know, had a film come out on Netflix called The Guilty. Mm. Well, he is guilty, so. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the 10 minutes of All Too Well told us so, so. <laughs> I do have a question for you that people have been posing again on TikTok, and I want to hear what your opinion is. Okay. Who do you think I Knew You Were Trouble was about? Ooh. I, I agree with people saying on TikTok. Some people keep saying it's John Mayer. I don't think I it's don't, John Mayer. Because in Dear John, she says she should have known. She should have right. known like how like this is what this is what's gonna what was gonna happen. So like she didn't know he was trouble. Hmm. I think I think I knew you were trouble and treacherous are about none other than Mr. Harry Styles. I was gonna say, I feel like it's Harry Styles. Because she also performed I Knew You Were Trouble at the Brit Awards. And they asked what they asked for the best in an interview, like what it was like performing that song and everything. And she's like, well, it's a little bit hard when the person it's about is sitting right in front of you. And Harry Styles was at the Brit Awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. think Treacherous, I Knew You Were Trouble, and Style is all about, about Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I mean, like they're friends now, so like it's no beef and everything. Right. Good bops came out of it. I love Treacherous. I still want a version of him on style. Oh my god. She better I want I want do Taylor's it. version and then I want a version with him. Yes. Yes. And yes. if it's a, and I'm like I think my um initial thought back way back when when I called it that Olivia Rodrigo is going to open for her on this next tour that she's going to announce soon. I'm really thinking that it's going to happen. Oh, the, even more people on TikTok are thinking that too. So it's yeah. definitely going to happen. She, Olivia Rodrigo is like one of the only artists that Taylor has like shared on her things. What if they did? I think there's a, what I think one thing that's going to happen is I'm making this prediction now. When Speak okay. Now, Taylor's version comes out, I think that there's going to be a song either from the vault that she's going to have Olivia be on. Because mm-hmm. I think Speak Now is very much like on the same like vibe as um, mm-hmm. Olivia's album. Because that's the one where she really went pop. Yeah. Like, well, no, no. Speak well, Now, Speak now speak is still country. But oh, just yeah. like speak the now songs. Is before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just the songs that are on it are very, I feel like, like Enchanted, um, mm-hmm. all those songs. I think they're very much like Olivia's vibe. But I would love to hear Olivia and Taylor on Better Than Revenge. Ooh, yes. Because it's like good for you kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. I think that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody on TikTok said that. Um, or Cruel Summer. Or like if. 
Oh, no, Lover's technically her album, so she wouldn't redo Cruel Summer. Yeah, I was going to say, I think everything from Lover on will be fine. Um, But I saw something on TikTok about this girl who, like, deep dove, and um, Taylor had, like, was playing Scrabble with her mom, and the the National Day of Scrabble, whatever that date was, she, like, told fans about something. I can't remember what it was. But you know how Taylor has playing cards in her merch? The National Day of Playing Cards is like December 28th, I think. So I think she's going to announce tour dates in December for the next year. What is she going to tour? Because there's so much that's coming I think she, I think it's going to be a red tour. Ooh. Because all of her merch is so like we're not are we, are we not getting a Lover Folklore Evermore Festival? I mean, I, I think if she went on tour, she would sing stuff. But I think she's going to do another Red Tour. I honestly, this might be an unpopular opinion. I, I cannot see her doing a tour just for Folklore and Evermore. I don't it's think too so. chill. It's too chill. Yeah, it's not. Maybe like pulling a song or two to sing. Um, yeah. But yeah, if, if she goes on tour... Asha and I have already said we will pay whatever to go. I'm going. I'm going to see her. The writer said he's not going with me, but um, I, I will find somebody to go with me. Um, Maddie. Yes. Maddie Mayo. You will go with Maddie Mayo. <laughs> Maddie Mayo. She's, <laughs> she's been all over I'll text her. Instagram. I'll text like, her. Hey, make Maddie. sure. Hey, Maddie. Let's go. Let's go, to, let's go to Red together, please. Thank you so much. Oh, my so God. I saw my, her. That's my I prediction. Saw, it's going to yeah. happen before the end of the year. She's going to release tour dates, and we're all going to go, and it's going to be so much fun. That'll be my first Taylor Swift concert, too, if I go. She is an incredible entertainer. I always want to see her. I wish I'd gone to the Reputation Tour. theatrics. Oh, and I love that. It's amazing. I'm paying this much money. I want a show. I want a performance. I want to leave feeling changed as a woman. Like, I I want the costume changes. I want the dances. I want the explosions. I want it all. If I'm paying that much money, yes, Mm -hmm. I want a show. I don't mm-hmm. want some girl to stand up on the at the mic. Like, no offense, I like those shows, but if I'm paying like two hundred dollars, right? I want I want a Broadway performance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she she's an incredible entertainer. Performer. Like, it's yeah. so good. It's so yeah. good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I really hope she does because it's been I would, a minute. Trust me, if she did Red on tour, I would cry because this is my favorite album. Mm-hmm. And like, I this is a great album. Yeah. This has always been my favorite one of hers. I speak now is probably second. Well, like now that folklore and evermore, I would say it's I red. Oh, I know. I would say it's red and then probably folklore. Mm-hmm. But God, speak now. I, can't, okay, my, my I don't top, have favorites. And, I don't in have no favorites. Particular, in no particular order, my top four is always red, folklore, speak now, and um, reputation. Yeah. I just, those four albums are great. Um, I'm so excited for the speak now. Taylor version like I'm itching for that one now like that is I am ready I want her debut album I don't care about that one (laughs) really so I I want to hear it I want to hear it I want to hear it um because I want to hear that'll be the last country like I want to hear her now like what how she's gonna do that so I think that'll be the last one she does I think I'm most interested in how that one's going to sound because she's gonna not gonna sound like baby Taylor no so I Our already, song is a slam screen door. <laughs> I hope she does it just like that. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting to see. I mean, like, trust me, I heard like the little snippet of All Too Well on TikTok before it came out. And just like, um, just how she like elongated I, like mm-hmm. was so much different. Because I listened to the original version of All Too Well before it came out. And like, it's just like, 
one note in the original version and then the taylor's version like you can tell like she like raises an octave like a little bit like she goes up on the note and it's Mm -hmm. really interesting to hear like how much her voice has matured like in some of the songs it's so amazing like Mm -hmm. and i was trust me i was listening to all too well last night and the part where it builds like um maybe we got lost in translation Mm -hmm. um and then you call me up and break me like a promise like she i was like yell it bitch you better fucking like get into it and she does and i was like yeah bitch like i'm li- it's like midnight my roommate's asleep and i'm like trying not to get loud and everything while i'm listening to it um but i was just like i was like give me that grammy performance when you performed at the grammys i need that emotion you better give me that emotion i, I know. know i know you've moved on bitch but come on <laughs> i know i was like singing along and then i had to stop because i was like i don't know this part I know. This is not where I was expecting a change. Here's the change. Yeah. So I thought maybe that the changes were going to happen like at the end of the song. Like it was just going to elongate from there. I liked how she did it though because one, it took me off guard. It was so good. It It took me off guard. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay, here we are. Here we are. But the parts, some of the parts that were in the original version, like you said, the 21 line with the next line being time, um, time won't fly it's like i'm paralyzed by it right right made so much more sense Mm -hmm. in correlation to that line i was like oh my god now so much more of the song like makes sense i understand now like you've taken me on a whole tour you've taken me on a journey the thing that i'm obsessing about with the film is that i think today only either today or tomorrow it is premiering in a theater in lincoln's um I think in Lincoln Center or Lincoln Square in New York City for one night only. This bitch is going for the fucking Oscar because in order for a film to be nominated for an Oscar, it has to show in a theater. I think she's trying to get a short film Oscar nomination. That would be incredible. It's a film. It's a whole film. She wrote and directed it. It it doesn't have to be narrative. Like it doesn't have to have dialogue in anything. Like so is it to the song? I think it is. It's 12 <gasps> minutes long. It's a 12 minute runtime. So there's got to be something in there. Something like something. There's going to oh, be some I dialogue or something in it. It's so where minute. is it going to be? Like, where do I watch it? I think it's gonna, I, I, It's on YouTube. I set a reminder already. Okay. It's 7 p.m. your time. Okay. Well, that's you know gonna what we'll come be out. doing at 7 p.m. Popping popcorn. <laughs> I'm going to cry. It's a 12 minute runtime. But yeah, it's going to premiere in a theater in New York City. This bitch, I think, is trying to go for an Oscar. Good for her. You know what? Do it get like, all of the awards like for it to be a short film i think it just has to premiere like in a theater it doesn't have to um premiere in a, like if it's a feature film it has to premiere in certain theaters out here in la um that's so, so I'm, cool I'm interested i'm interested to see like if it, so then she truly is the genius that i she is the music that industry. I, like she is literally a genius she is the music industry like yeah i, I no doubt and oh god, I yeah, I'm just she's so excited. re-recording old songs, and we are all obsessed. Like she's taking me back to 2012. My old roommate Summer, she messaged me the other day because she lived with me when Red first came out, and she knew how much I listened to All Too Well. Like when like back when like I had iTunes, you had to buy songs and like download yes. things and everything. All Too Well was my number one streamed song because I was that's right when the college boy and I. Like, we're, like, going through it and everything. And I was just, like, you can't get rid of it. Like, this is, like, the realest thing you've ever known. In hindsight, it wasn't, like, at all. Like, if anything, this song is, like, I listen to this song, though. Like, I think a lot of people don't understand, like, why I love All Too Well so much. It's also because I listened to All Too Well while I was writing All We yeah, Were. exactly. Like, like the fa- and then the fact that she came out the short film with it, it's freaked me out and i was so excited for it because every time i listened to all too well i was like god like 
I tried to write a short story one time based off of All Too Well because I was like, there's such a story here. Mm-hmm. And it inspired me so much. Like, I, it inspired characters and everything. Like, I remember when I was an undergrad, I wrote a story. Like, we had to write a story based off a song, and I chose All Too Well to write a whole, like, short story based off of it. It was amazing. I loved one of my favorite things I've ever written. And then there was just moments when I was writing All We Were that I was listening to All Too Well because, like, the emotion she put into it, I was, like, trying to get that in my script and everything. Like, that's one reason why I love this album. And the moment Mm -hmm. I knew also inspired um, a particular scene as well in my film, too. So, yeah. Yeah, this well, she album just, just, makes, she just makes you feel like the fact that we are like all millennials and like adults and we're like half of us are married. Like and the fact that we're all like telling our husbands to like our fiancés to break up with us for a day just so we can feel it. <laughs> but we don't even have to like we can just like literally she can just transport you into like the time and place that you were. Yeah. And I think the thing that I love most about her is that we've grown up with her as she's grown up and like all of her albums have been pivotal moments in our mm-hmm. lives where like we mm-hmm. felt the same feelings and we've been through the heart day, heartache and we've been through this and we've had this and it's just really cool to like experience that. But, like that's kind of, um, that's kind of like something no other artist has yeah. done. Yeah. And so it's cool to like, like, literally grow with her and be in like those same life points as her. And I think that's why I love her so much. There were some people who were talking about with all too well, like they were like, wow, like she wrote this and she only dated Jake Gyllenhaal for three months. And they were like, some people were tweeting like, I'll never find a love that's that's powerful. I'm like, you don't want to find a love that that's powerful for that. Cause I have, I have, like it wasn't reciprocated, but I was like with the doctor in that situation where he was only six months wrote a whole film about it like you know like wrote all this stuff about it and um like you don't want to be in that pain no. <laughs> but like you see I I, I un, that's why I loved it because I understand mm-hmm. that um yeah that amount of passion and everything and they always say like if a writer falls in love with you you're never gonna die um because they're gonna write so much about you whether that's good or bad up to you um hence all <laughs> of the men that have dated Taylor Swift yeah you will you will re relive that trauma mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. <laughs> when she decides to give you the ten minute version of what actually happened. <laughs> like, and it was just so surreal to listen to it last night because we like we'd always known that there was a longer version of it, and then mm-hmm. to finally hear it, I was like, oh my and god! I, I felt like I was like, like doing something I wasn't supposed to do. I felt like I was to it. in the fucking, I, she didn't, she did not I, give him any slack. Cause she, I, I like, felt like I was I'm in the relationship. Gonna cry. I'm crying like, over this. And I, this is not even my relationship. Like, like she did not give him any slack. Like I was in this relationship with her at this point because there was, I knew everything now. Like, yeah, this man sucks so much. <laughs> we know it all. We know it all too well now. Now we, we <laughs> we oh all all it all know too well but god yeah it's i trust me the writer i told him this weekend i was like you're gonna have to get over it like i'm listening to this album all weekend in the car mm-hmm. you're getting over it like you're gonna have to listen to this 10 minute version along with me um you're gonna have to experience <laughs> what i just experienced because i can't be in this alone and i'm so i trust me i wish you were here because i know we would just listen to it together like on repeat You'd just be vibing i just need to go to a bar <laughs> i need to go to a bar in west hollywood and someone like oh god i wonder tonight if some if there's gonna be a bar in west hollywood someone playing this fucking just song plays. yeah <laughs> Just group therapy. Just group therapy. All all of the people are drunk and crying. (laughs) 
You know when the gay bars in West Hollywood, someone's going to be playing this, some DJ's going to be playing it, it's going to be group therapy session, it's going to be livid, it's amazing. God. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the fa- I mean, the fact that this woman collaborated with Starbucks for the cups. I know. And the Empire State Building was red. She, she is the moment. She is She is the everything. music industry. Like, it's unmatched. But even, yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy. God. Yeah. And if, if anybody ever asks, like, why I love Taylor Swift so much, like, this is, like, I just show them this because I, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, she's it's a amazing. lyrical genius and yeah. she knows how to make people feel things. Yeah. So. So I think that's safe to say that's our captivation for this week is. Um, yes. Just Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Yeah. <laughs> we love her. Fair enough. Like, this is a Swifty podcast. If you are not a Swifty, I'm so sorry. Like, Join, why? Just come come down the rabbit hole. What did she say on her interview? Come down the rabbit hole. We're, we're all mad here. And she yeah. referenced Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so. love her. I love it. Yeah. But before we get to this episode, because it has nothing to do with Taylor Swift, even though nothing. we can keep going on about it. We could have a whole <laughs> podcast about Taylor Swift, probably. <laughs> all of her Easter eggs and all of things. This when woman's crazy. To, I swear. We used to sit and, like, try to decode her... Um, Song Which, lyrics. You know, books. she had people doing that before she released the track list for Red. Like, she was had people doing that. I was like, oh, my God. It's like oh, yeah, old the times. unscrambling for yep. the... Yep, yep. She's wild. She knows how to build up hype. She's she very, does. very, very smart. God, yeah. So... But before we get to this episode, a couple of housekeeping things. Make sure you guys are following us on our Instagram. We're going to keep posting Taylor Swift content on there all weekend. It is at the Gals Guide Pod. And make sure you're following us on our personal socials. It'll be linked in the show notes. Mine is at Emily Elise. Mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And then if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you guys are following us. If you're listening on Apple, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and you're leaving us a five-star review and leave us a comment. It really helps us out. But without further ado, we're going to be talking about long-distance friendships today. We're going to take a hard turn into that because (laughs) we've had this episode idea for a long time. I think we we wanted to talk about it, but Mm -hmm. I mean. But we weren't. I mean, other than college, we haven't really experienced. Long distance. Long distance. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that. I think, I mean, that was one thing people always asked us. Like when I, when I moved out here, they were like, is the gals guy going to continue? Like, are you guys going to keep posting episodes and everything? And we always said, yeah, because we, I mean, we were able to do it in the middle of quarantine and everything. Mm-hmm. And we knew how to do it and it wasn't going to be a problem. The only thing was going to be like the time difference and anything. But would you say like, it's been good so far as far as yeah. like, yeah, it hasn't been too complicated or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like it's been going well. It's just hard to know, like, I, I'm not mentally like able to do the math in my head. So when I'm like, oh, it's noon, like no, we should like yeah. hop on and record. It's like what, like 9 a.m. there or something crazy. Yeah. Basically. So um, that's yeah. really been the only I mean, thing like, is like us trying to figure out, um, you know, like what what's a good time for both of us to record. So yeah, like when um, the episode goes live on Mondays at 5 a.m., it's 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. my time. So I'm going to bed probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That's been kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say that's really anything that we haven't had in the past, like where we were just trying to figure out what works best for our schedules anyways. Um, Yeah. So. As far as like, I mean, like I will say that the most, the bitter things about it are that I can't be there to help you plan your wedding. Boo. Like. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was like, really, Blaine, you have to propose to her right before I move, and I can't be I there know. to help or anything. <laughs> like, that's what sucks the most. Yeah. Like, I wish that there's things like that. Like, it's, I, it didn't hit me until like I was moving in to my apartment, mm-hmm. and I was like, Hannah can't come over and see my I know. Like, I know. I will in the new year. I'm planning to visit, but I don't I know, know when. I know. <laughs> But, like, it wasn't, it's not something that's, like, easy as, like, um, you know, just call you up and I want you to come over and, like, see my new place or something like right. that. Like It's, it's sending, me, requires. sending me FaceTime videos of it. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's one thing that we've been good at is that we have mm-hmm. kept so much in touch. And that's one thing I will say, too, about the writer that one reason why I really liked him a lot was he is really good at maintaining his friendships with his friends. So most of his friends are also long distance as well. Um, all of his friend group, like he has a set friend group and everything. Mm-hmm. And they're all across the country. And they have a whole group chat that they're in. And then they also play video games online. Yeah. And they get to talk that way and everything. So that was one thing I really liked about him was how important friendships were mm-hmm. to him. And he said like in the past relationships, you know, that had been like, a, you know, that had came up before um in past relationships where it wasn't like accepted that he cared so much about his friends and he gave more attention to his friends sometimes than the girl he was dating and um I told him you know I really like that like I like that you value your friendships um because I value mine I take time out of my day to make sure that like my friends all feel appreciated and I you know, still check in with all my old friends, like, back home um, because I still want to maintain those friendships. I take time to, like, FaceTime you mm-hmm. and, like, keep connected with you and everything. And I value that in a partner. And so that was really great. I think it's also what made, like, us, when we started dating, being long distance and everything, work out so fine because he was used to that in a way. And I think it's just, you know, one of the things that we've always said, like, when it becomes – when it comes to being long distance that you just had to be flexible um, and just, you know, how you perceive closeness is going to be mm-hmm. different and how you perceive quality time right. with the person is going to be different. It's nothing where it's like, I mean, me and you text every single day. Right. Yeah. Um, but what it's going to look different now as opposed to before, because, you know, we're on a different mm-hmm. time change and everything. For us, at least, like if it's you're in the same same time zone, it's not going to be that big of a difference, mm-hmm. probably. But for us, we're in the same different time zone, so like you're going to bed usually when I'm eating dinner, yeah. And so, like, we can't sit there and have those long night conversations usually all the time because you're going to bed early. Um, like you're going to bed, I think, at like at ten o'clock mm-hmm. usually. That's like when I'm and in bed. Yeah. That's ten, ten. Like that's seven, like seven o'clock yeah. here. Yeah. So it's completely, mm-hmm. you know little offset and everything but with me I think we still make time right yeah it's all about making it a priority like my previous relationship Mm -hmm. started out long distance and it was long distance for like mm, two years um yeah so I feel like I'm really good about it but also I real I realize and recognize that I don't have time to like constantly text at the same time, but like setting that time aside for like a phone call. Like I've called you a couple of times or you've called me a couple of times or, um, we've been like, Hey, do you have a second to talk or, um, let's play into FaceTime or, and having this podcast is nice. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, like the whole point of meeting is to record, but we spend like, you know, an hour so catching up, which is really nice. Cause it's like already blocked into, our, well, we did that beforehand right. too, but yeah, yeah. But <laughs> this time, I feel like it's more like meaningful. We can actually catch up, and it's not just like let me vent to you real quick. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah. it makes it feel like a, there's like a sense of normalcy where we're like still doing our, it's like a little hang before we do the podcast. Um, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know if it's difficult or easier, um, for some people like, okay, so say if you had like a whole group of friends mm-hmm. keeping, I think it's easier f- for me at least because I have to compartmentalize every relationship I have, like in a way just to keep track of everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I have friends for different things. I don't have like, like you I'm not your kind movie of theater friend. No, never have no. been. You facilitate literally almost everything else, but <laughs> <laughs> you're not the friend I'm going to sit there and watch movies with or talk that kind mm-hmm. of stuff with and everything. Um, but I, I think it's easier when, since I don't have like a core group of friends to kind of keep those relationships strong and mm-hmm. everything. And, um, making sure that I'm, that they're not the only one reaching out to me. Right. Trying to right. maintain their friendship. That I'm reciprocating that as well, too, and keeping them looped mm-hmm. in um, and everything. And I think it's also easy um, to see who your real friends are when you do move away because you'll see who makes the effort to come see you and maintain that friendship as well with you. Um, so those are always things I think are really important. I mean, like I said, with the closeness thing, when you're close and like you're, the proximity that you have to your friends, it's what's going to foster that closeness and that friendship and that intimacy because it's just easier for you guys to hang out, do simple things. I mean, I couldn't imagine if I was like loose friends with somebody hopping on a FaceTime with them. Right, right. Um, because I'd, what the fuck are we going to talk about? You know, that's the thing with Taylor it comes to, like, I think to a long distance. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing I think when it comes to like a long distance friendship and everything, like maintaining it, it's a lot of talking because mm-hmm. there's not many things that you can like activities you can do. Like my movie friends, I'm probably not like I have film friends I'm talking to like all the time because like, they're friends outside of that. But like friends that I had that were purely there for just like film or purely there for like convenience of work and things mm-hmm. like that. Those are not as my strong friendships. We text every now and right, then. Right, yeah. But I'm not hopping on FaceTime right. with them all the time. You don't because, have those, like, deep uh, personal, like, connections or, like, where you want to share, like, every single yeah. thing that's happening or whatever. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I have, like, I have like one group chat in my phone that's, like, my old coworkers, mm-hmm. and we jump in that group chat because I want to hear the tea. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what's going on at work. <laughs> I want to hear what's going on at my old job, stuff like yeah. that. But I think taking the time to be personal, ask a person, like, how they're doing, like, phone calls, FaceTime, that is where it's most valuable. And then if you want to maintain friendships with somebody who you don't say like you jump on the phone with every day, like my best friend from college, Caitlin, not a per we phone, we make a phone call to each other probably like once a month. Yeah. Um, just to update each other, like on our lives and everything, but it's not someone that I'm texting 24 mm-hmm. seven. Like I am you, you're the only person I text 24 seven, um, you, and then now the writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't ever see me texting anybody else that much no. ever. Yeah. No, I don't see me having a group text where I text these people every single day. I ha- like I, he does. I do have one group text. It's um, my two best friends from grad school and college. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both mm-hmm. live like we all three live in a different um, place still in North Carolina, just different cities. Um, mm-hmm. We have a group text and a group Snapchat. <laughs> so like if we want to like do videos, we like go on Snapchat and send each yeah. other videos and like talk and discuss things. Um, but we're all three speech therapists. So we have that in common too. Um, but we're also friends outside of being speech therapists. So, um, yeah. so like they were included in my group for people to like let know. And then I have a group text with my two f- best friends from Ear Candy. Um, so those are the only like group chats, but we don't text like my grad school girls 
speech therapist girls, we text more often than um, the ear candy yeah. girls. So it just like I got like I got one friend who she watches The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So on Mondays, so like, I text her. Yeah, <laughs> so I text her all about that. That's mainly what our conversation predominantly mm-hmm. is in. It's just talking about that. I got another friend. We just send TikToks to each other mm-hmm. all the time. Um, she was my hairdresser. <laughs> so, like, I just send her TikToks all the time. And, you know, we talk about, like, Sending TikToks Hamilton. is a love language. It, it truly it is. It's added. just like making music playlists. Um, to the love languages. <laughs> Text, just email Gary yeah, Chapman like, real quick listen, and just tell him. we're going to have to update these. And I think there needs to be a fifth, what is it, fifth or sixth, whatever it is. Sixth, sixth one. Um, and it just purely be sending TikToks. Sending and or receiving TikToks. <laughs> Yeah, I think also just making sure that it's like the friendship, like if you want it to survive, is not just only on like social media mm-hmm. in a way, because there's a difference between like exchanging like memes posts and on Instagram yeah. messages. Yeah, which is great. I think that that is like, you know, it's a good way to keep in touch with somebody that and not having to feel like you need to like text them or whatever. But if you're only ever reaching out for that, you can lose that closeness yeah. that you probably had. Unless like if you had like closeness before the distance and everything, you can lose that. That's the only time you're reaching out. Right. I think you have to still keep that sense of normalcy and maintaining that constant like communication and everything. Yeah, because I'm over um, here like with my friends. I'm texting them, sending them TikToks, sending them memes on Instagram, Snapchat, like I'm doing all of the things all on the same day. So they're getting like 17 notifications yeah. for me because <laughs> yeah. I'm crazy. I mean, person. <laughs> some friends are going to drop off. Oh, like, yeah. If That's you're inevitable. Not, like, investing that yeah. time. Yeah. Some friends are going to drop off if you're not like investing that time and engaging like in like, like the intimate details of their life and mm-hmm. your life. Like it has to be that mutual exchange in a way. It's not like the Facebook and Instagram and TikTok that like keep you connected in that way. It's that, um, needing each other right independence right. of like i you are the person i need to talk to in this moment and i need to like keep this closeness and this connection with you and i think it also it's i mean for me at least it's just noticing who is initiating the conversation mm-hmm. all the time is it always me or are my friends from home also um initiating those conversations and you know you know, reaching out just via text, are they calling, they checking in, are they asking about my life, or are they only coming to me to talk to me about like their problems and everything? That is one thing that I think is like the ultimate thing to keep yeah. in check of because you'll see like who actually values you as a friend. And it's something where like you don't have to continue that friendship if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, moving away is a great way to, to end a friendship. Well, moving away <laughs> is a good way to weed out the people who we're just friends with you for, for purely convenience, um, which yeah. I think is is nice. Um, I'm not planning to move away to figure that out, but um, <laughs> I even think like graduating like from, because, you know, I was at the same university for six years because I did my undergrad and graduate school mm-hmm. there. So I had a lot of friends there. But when you move away from that bubble and you're even in mm-hmm. just like a town, you kind of see who comes with you, even if they don't live. Like I, I still have a friend um, who's really close to me who lives in Atlanta. And like we keep in touch, mm-hmm. um, and when she comes yeah. to visit, we all get together, and it's a great time. Um, like, yeah. but then, but then there's people that just kind of naturally fall off, and maybe you check in every once in a while, or you congratulate them on like an engagement or a baby or you know whatever. But that's kind of the extent yeah. of the friendship is like you're kind of watching their life through social media to keep up, but you're not like yeah 
like engaging in conversation with them on a weekly basis yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, it says we get older, that's adulthood. It's going to happen. Well, that's part of it. That's why you see all these TikToks of these little um, toddlers who their moms are pranking them like on the phone with all their friends. And they're like, mom, you don't have any friends. <laughs> and it's true. It's hard once you get into that. Well, when, yeah. You know, if you decide to have kids, like then that's just a whole other aspect of your time is on your toddler. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, I mean, it's just a natural part of life, but. And you're not meant to have, I think like all these, like this huge friend group. I never wanted that huge friend group because it's a lot to keep up with. Um, yeah. I would be getting everybody confused. <laughs> it's hard to keep up with and it's hard to maintain that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, mm-hmm. unless like you are just spending every single day together. Like I've never had like the whole like friends um, like, in, like the group of like five people that you've been friends with. Like I did for a little bit right. in college, but I was, I was the Phoebe of the group. I was easily removable, um, in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't live with anybody. Um, I wasn't dating anybody in the group. Uh, I wasn't related to anybody in the group. So like, I was like the one person who lived alone and always just came over to like the, the house that everybody lived at. And, um, mm-hmm. I was easily replaceable in that group. I never felt that way. Never felt that way at all. Um, love these people. Uh, I'm only friends with one person still in that group, though. <laughs> but yeah, that's typically how yeah. it goes. <laughs> but at the same time, I think you don't have like these people you're friends with. You don't have to talk to them every single day because there mm-hmm. are. St- I think some of the best friendships are when you're friends with people and you're able to like stop talking for a while, and then like when you reconnect, like you pick up exactly where you left off. Those are some of the best friendships, I think. And I had that friendship with my friend Caitlin, um, with some mm-hmm. of my friends like in Wilmington. Like I had that friendship with them. And it's always great because it's like we never missed a beat in a way. Right, yeah. And I think that those are great because we're taking the time to still like reconnect and rekindle that like old flame kind of way of like friendship in a way. Um, and nothing ever changes like you're just so in sync with each other because you probably went through really pivotal moments in your life together that's why you're so in sync with each other uh Mm -hmm. and also like I don't think that you have to necessarily ever grow apart like if you meet these people at a really pivotal moment in your life and you want to can you know I think you can grow together and you don't have to even grow apart like when you are apart you're still like learning like you're still communicating with me so much about like your planning the wedding and everything you're still like include you're still like asking me like you know for advice and everything like that and I think those are great because there's those are still bonding moments in a way Mm -hmm. um because even though like I'm not physically there to like go to like a wedding venue with you in a way right you're still like okay like these are the two I'm trying to decide between well going off that like I've really enjoyed like being able to still like send like I've sent I sent you pictures of like two venues and we talked like oh mm-hmm. I let I sent you my list of like my pros and cons and you were like yeah and I was like what do you think is a con you were like this 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 and what's a pro mm-hmm. this 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 and so it really did help um I went for the one that most people everyone said both were really pretty but there were there was mm-hmm. one that people were like "Ooh, ah sparkly and I didn't go for that <laughs> one um and I think that was a good choice for me because it didn't have a lot of things that I wanted and it was also an hour away and that was already giving me anxiety and it's not even like anywhere near the date. So I was like, I yeah. just think that's not a good idea. Even yeah. the photographer that I'm booking, um, she's so excited I went with the one that I went with. So that gives me, that made me feel really good. Um, yeah. Because if she's excited, then I know that she has good Absolutely. ideas for photos and stuff. So I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, but I think in those moments, like when you, were, when you guys would get married uh, and then eventually like when you guys start a family, like, you know, 
me being there for you, even if it's virtual in those some mm-hmm. moments, um, I think it still helps like with us trying to grow together. Yeah. And that definitely. friendship and everything. Um, and making sure that, you know, like we're still there for each other, even like the low parts mm-hmm. and in the high parts as well. Right. Cause I mean, yeah, like you're even updating me on like, you know, your time with the writer and that's cool because like, I'm not there to like meet said person. You'll meet him virtually. But, we're we're going to do, um, we'll do a FaceTime. We'll do a FaceTime. We could do a virtual double date <laughs> and play a game. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. That's a little too squishy for Emily. Um, it's fine. So yeah, I'll meet him when I come out there in the new year. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, hopefully you'll meet him on FaceTime before that. Like I'll make sure that, or that happens. Or maybe I won't. I don't seem to meet people. <laughs> you always get into these situations where I can't meet these people. So I think you're just still that's bitter on you. That, you're just still bitter that you never met the actor. I mean, you did meet no, the actor. I'm mad that I didn't meet the college boy. Yeah. That's the one that yeah. I'm still like, how did I even? I literally the all, visited the all too you. Well boy. I literally the all too visited well boy. you and still didn't. Well, he said. never, well, that he's like Jake Gyllenhaal. He just never wanted to show up for anything. He just, you know. True, true. Stood true. me up. He took for your, all he of took that. your scarf. <laughs> I took his t shirt. So honestly, like, I still have his t shirt. Um, I love it. I love it. That's too funny. <laughs> I God, I wish I had a scarf to have given him. That would have been so great. My life would have really been like Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think one thing that happens too, it hasn't happened yet. Okay. And I'm nervous today it does. Okay. If you, if you get a new best friend, <laughs> it's going to be there in person. <laughs> and it's not me. That's what's going to hurt. Well, I do have my best friend from college, but. Yes, I know. I'm not jealous of her, though. I know. She, I, she's been there for a while. I know. She's been here for a while. Um, yeah, I know but what you mean. if you meet mean. someone new. I know. Well, that would, that would, that would um, you know, I would have to, like, leave my apartment or work um, <laughs> and and put myself out there. And we all know that I'm terrible at that. <laughs> Um, so the likelihood of this happening is very slim. Um, well, like I know so. that you don't, you, everybody's like, well, what if Emily like meets a new one? If Emily, me, if I meet a new friend who has best friend potential, Hannah's always brought up in the conversation. Every first date I go on, I mention Hannah. Like, this is a codependent relationship if I've ever seen one. Like, screw the guys I've dated being codependent. This is a codependent because I bring my best friend up in every first date. I, I am the golden prize. I mean, I just don't understand how anyone could top me. I was telling the writer the other day because he talked about how, like, guys don't, like, talk about this kind of stuff you know, like, like they talk don't talk about their friends he's like and he's like he knows that i'm they know my friends know that i'm dating someone but i'm not sitting there telling them like every detail of our relationship you girls y'all do that he's like he's like you'll go off and you'll tell hannah like everything i'm like yeah you had to accept that you're dating so, both of us so don't mess up that's all i gotta <laughs> tell you i'm just kidding i was like i told him like you're we're a package deal. Like you're you're dating both of us. We're a package deal, and you need to learn how to like sweet potatoes, both of y'all. Blaine, except okay, f- don't get on me now. You've you've had <laughs> me to deal out. with. I just found out about you not liking sweet potatoes, so now okay. now I'm in a mess. Like, <laughs> okay, but like you've you've had time to adjust. You've known me. I know. You know I that know. I'm a weird eater. You're picky. So, I'm like, picky. We're picky together. That's why we go to the restaurant and order the exact same thing. Yes, and I told him that too. I was like, you know what? Like, 
this is why waiters love me and Hannah because we We're can go easy. to the same restaurant. We're easy peasy. We go to the same restaurant. We get the same food. It's great. <laughs> but like i mean blaine had to accept me blaine accepted that we were a package deal and everything mm-hmm. yeah you were over at my apartment all the time and he's just like hey hey, hey. or he'd be like when hey, is she up? coming is she coming over today <laughs> <laughs> i just need to make sure i look presentable I'm like yeah you're fine i don't care how he looks <laughs> i think he just wanted to make sure he had on a shirt <laughs> like a like in pants like shirt and pants fair enough fair enough fair enough so <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i mean like things like that i you know, I don't think that's ever going to happen because <laughs> you're always going to be there. Well, and it, it, like you said, like it takes time to build a relationship like that. Like, yeah, I mean, we've Whereas been we've friends had- since years. high school. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if we just met each other and we were like, oh, this is probably going to be my new best friend, it would still take like a certain amount of time to get to that level yeah. of trust yeah. and friendship yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah. Trust me, I'm learning that with my roommate to how mm-hmm. to build. I forgot how to build a friendship. Yep, me too. I forgot how to do that out of like context of like classes or um, working together, things like that. Like how to build a natural friendship. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it, there's work that you have to bond with these people. Yeah. And um, like figure out what they like to do. And trust me, I forgot how to be a roommate for a little bit because um, I hadn't had a roommate since. 2013 yeah um being a roommate is hard because then you you know you're not you can't just do whatever you want to do it's like really kind of you have to think about that other person what they're doing yeah and also like if you want this roommate to also be a friend as Mm -hmm. well like you have to build that friendship and everything you have to actually bond and hang out with each other like we have to go to trader joe's tonight that's gonna be so fun (laughs) you can have a trader joe's target moment and it's always fun yeah but like but that i'll say there has to be a good foundation um, Mm -hmm. in order to like maintain that friendship. So like if there was distance between us, there has to be a good foundation. That's why it was interesting. And I think this correlates to relationships too. If you're going to have a long distance relationship, you got to have a good foundation. I mean, that's why I think the writer's night situation is odd Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean, we were talking for so long, long distance, not like it was different because we, I said to him the other day, I was like, you know, it's, it's like he's never dated a friend, whereas I have. Um, it's like f- dating your friend. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you've built this almost friendship intimacy with each other. Where, like, you're telling each other, you're, you know, you're telling everybody, like, your, you know, your stories, like, your past. Like, you're getting into that kind of thing. Like, you're building that connection, that intimacy. And now we get to kiss. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now like, there's that part. Go on, so. go on dates and everything. Right. And it's like dating a friend where it's like, oh, we've unlocked the next level kind of thing. He didn't get that um, because he's never experienced that. But whereas I have, I was like, yeah, it feels like I'm, I'm dating a friend again, which I, I don't mind. I like it. There's Because that's a foundation in a way, even though we haven't been together physically um, up until this point, like we still made time to build a connection. We talked every day. We text every day. We, you know, got on the phone, called each other, like, almost every day, FaceTime, everything like that. Like, it slowly built up. We weren't, like, calling each other immediately mm-hmm. out the gate. Like, right. we first started off with, like, one phone call a week. And then it built up to, like, two to three. And then almost FaceTiming every single night mm-hmm. until I finally got out here and everything. So now that we're building a relationship off of that foundation, for me at least, it's nice because... I know someone already. We have that friendship. Um, when you guys feel comfortable, like, talking about things with each other. Yeah. You kind of already have that comfort piece 
mm-hmm. to where now when you're in person, you, you kind of are able mm-hmm. to kind of like relax and be present and like be mm-hmm. not feel like anxious. Like when you do when you're first dating someone for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, he was on his end, not me. <laughs> well, we'll talk about you. <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. know him. <laughs> he was nervous, apparently. So he, even Aww. after our first date, he was nervous. Aww. Like he, he was like, oh, my God, what did I just do? And I was like, I was fine. I went to sleep. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I think a lot of people, whether you're like moving away from your friend, whether you're going to college, whatever the situation is that's creating distance between your friends, you're going to different schools, you are, you know, just working on the other side of town. What, and like your friend, or you're like your work wife is leaving the, your job and mm-hmm. you still want to maintain friendships with them because I've gone through that too. You just have to make time, I think, outside of that common ground you had, outside that, you know, you have the foundation of where your friendship was based at. Right. Now you had to build up, yeah. to, now you had to, build up to that second floor um, mm-hmm. and see where that can take you. And like, I'm sure you became friends because you have common interests mm-hmm. and you can keep in touch over those common interests. Friendships aren't like plants. Like if you neglect it for a whole weekend, it's not going to die. Right. Like, right. Like they're, they're still going to be there. They also yeah. probably were busy, you know, and that's something to keep yeah. in mind too. Like if they're not immediately responding to you, I like that, yeah. um, the new update you can turn on where it tells you if your notifications are like silenced or whatever. Um, it's mm-hmm. like a feature. And so one of my friends had that and I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. Cause it's like, I know that they maybe saw it, but they're just maybe not responding right now. Or maybe they didn't see it because their notifications are turned off. So, um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to always remember that like, oh, other people have other things going on yeah. outside of, you know, yeah. work and friendships and stuff. So, um, but it's just having confidence at the end of the day that your friendship is in good standing mm-hmm. and like it's not going to go anywhere. I think when you start worrying about all that, then yeah, you're going to introduce that drama into it and that doesn't need to be there. Right. It's just having confidence that like what you guys have is great and you can always come back to it mm-hmm. and um, keep it going. Yeah. Basically. I don't think it's rocket science. No. I don't think a lot of people are worried about. I mean, th- I, mean I think, would you say that's probably one of the number one questions we got? Mm-hmm. With yeah, like how are you guys gonna? How are you guys gonna do this? Keep doing this? How mm-hmm. are you gonna stay friendship? I'm like, it's not like I am moving to Mars or like somewhere where like I'm asleep when you're awake. Yeah, kind of place. Like, like yeah. What is that? I'm not in Alaska. Does an Alaska do that? I was gonna say China oh, because it's well, that the exact too. opposite. That too. I'm like, pretty sure Alaska is like very similar, where like it's dark all the time. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I could be totally wrong. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but it's not like we like can't actually communicate with yeah. each other. Like, absolutely. Like it's a little bit different cause you know, but if you t- text me something, I respond to it in the morning and it is what it is. And then we got the middle of the day to catch up or whatever. And we scheduled this. Um, yeah. I think also I think like, making the time, like you said, yeah. making it a priority. And if you're someone like me who has ADHD and like, it's kind of, you have that out of sight, out of mind kind of thing where like, if you don't like, I had the thing where if I don't talk to you every single day, sometimes I can forget about people um, because it's object permanence kind of thing for Mm me. Um, It happens with things and with people. And for me, putting like pinning people to the top of my iMessages so I can see their face reminds me uh, to contact them and keep in touch with them. It, uh, It would just, I'd see their face. So I therefore know, okay, I need to like, um, you know, text them, call them, do something like that, maintain that friendship. Um, so that's always an advice that I give people as well, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I have, situation. like, my top six people that I 
text and two yeah. of them are like two people in a group and then one is my yeah. work one because if I miss a text then I feel like I'm out of the loop but yeah. um like my main people are up there which is nice yeah. um yeah yeah so but I think yeah just I think the survival tip for this episode would probably just be you know keeping confidence alive in your friendship and reassuring yourself that like just because you're not checking in like every single day you're not watering that plant every single day doesn't mean the friendship's going to die. Mm-hmm. Just concentrating on what the foundation of that friendship is and then growing off of that and checking in to make sure that everyone's alive and that. And well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not beating yourself up if you're not like doing like 5,000 things. You're not like talking as much as you used to because I think a lot of people do that. They beat themselves up because they're not like communicating as much as they can. You're in a different phase of your life is that probably at this point. That's why you've moved away. It's why you're long distance. But um, yeah, treat your friendship like a plant in a way, I guess. Like, Just don't treat them like I treat plants because then they will die. Yeah. So... <laughs> Mine are still alive, I would just like to say. Good, 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 good. <laughs> I, like, let them go for a couple weeks without watering them and felt really bad. So, um, but just check in every once in But you don't do it with a friend. <laughs> yeah, don't yes. feel bad if you don't check. Yeah, don't feel bad if you don't water your friend. I don't know. This metaphor is getting out of hand. No, no just get a plant that never dies. Okay, well, I'm not immortal, Hannah. <laughs> um, so. Learn how to be. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a little pressure, but it's fine. All right. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.